Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know? Armadillos can unhinge their jaw like a snake. But we never do it because we don't want people to think we're some dumb snake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Snakes are the worst. Yeah. yeah. Just all slithery. Boo Gross. snakes. Yeah. For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to see some cool merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. Sun's going down in Bonton, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lee. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're going to be covering chapters 14 through 19 of All Together Dead, the seventh book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, Sookie arrives at VampCon, where she connects with a host of side characters new and old, ranging from Barry the Psychic Bellboy to the King of Mississippi to a pair of interdimensional bodyguards. Suki immediately becomes embroiled in vampire drama when Jennifer Cater, one of the few surviving Arkansas-er vampires, I had looked that up. Did you know what Arkansas people are called? Arkansas-er? Arkansas-ers. It's not Arkansian? Yeah, So that's actually an interesting point. In 1881, when they determined the actual pronunciation (laughs) of Arkansas as opposed to being Arkansas as opposed to Arkansas, Mm -hmm. Arkansians stopped making sense. So they became Arkansas-ers. You're, are, are you bullshitting us right I now? looked it up. I was <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I don't know. I, There's a history I'm here. 100% convinced. <laughs> <laughs> they also say that, you know, that's your Kansas. This is our Kansas. Uh, n- no, but there is like a weird... The, the Arkansas people apparently have like a weird like refusal to be defined or whatever. It's like a, a, rebel, a rebel thing. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, Arkansas, your vampires. <laughs> People from Arkansas who are listening, stop fucking your cousins and write in and tell Jesus. us. <laughs> and also check out our Patreon yeah. at Armadillo.com. <laughs> Not that you can afford it. <laughs> oh. You know, I'm sure there are some very nice people. I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> if you're actually from Arkansas and you listen to our podcast, you're probably wonderful. And I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please forgive us. Right. For dumping on your terrible state. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Jennifer Cater, yeah, who's one of the few surviving Arkansas vampires, threatens her life. Fortunately for Sookie, she d- is dead like minutes later. Not suspicious at all. The vampire massacre doesn't actually seem to affect con activities, though. Uh, so Sookie checks out the VampCon floor, attends a VampCon wedding, and gets to be the star witness in a VampCon trial hosted by the ancient Pythoness. She even has a VampCon romantic fling with an explosive shaped like a Coke can. You know someone is a thrill seeker when the attempt, they attempt to have a romantic relationship with an IED, which is kind of Sookie's, <laughs> Sookie's thing. His name is Dr. Pepper and we're in love. Uh, oh, also... Dr. Graham would be so proud. <laughs> that's right. Uh, also, she has some low-key drama with Quinn and drinks Eric's blood again with some very interesting side effects. When we left off, the vampire trial ended with the plaintiff getting shafted. Uh, Get it? Because of the arrows? Yeah. 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 You're right. If I went to a convention and, you know, it was a convention of like 50 people and one of the people was chopped into six pieces, the convention would be over for me as far as I was concerned, right? One of them was chopped in six pieces, but in total, like three of them were all chopped up. Everyone in the room was chopped up. Yeah, everyone in the room was chopped up. Enti- the other ones I'd be okay with. It's an the entire one state's <laughs> worth of people was all chopped up. <laughs> all the people from, from Arkansas at the convention were murdered. Yeah. I guess everyone else like, well, I guess I'm glad I'm not from Arkansas. Like, yeah. Con goes on. Yeah, whoever it is probably really tired of chopping people up now, so I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does not inter- interrupt the action at all. 
No. Like it's it's funny because people just don't even they don't even talk about it. Like after that moment, no one really seems to be thinking about it that much except for at the trial, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, oh yeah, we're just doing the end thing. Doesn't it count as a triple murder at this point? Yeah. Thought that isn't there some kind of legal obligation at least on the part of the hotel owners to report the triple murder? You know, uh, vampires play by different rules, right? The bodies are gone. Do they? I thought that was. I thought they didn't now. That was the point. They came out of the darkness. There's no corpse. And now they have to pay taxes. There's no corpse, there's no crime. That's the old, the old legal saying goes, right? Is that? I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. <laughs> no body, no crime. <laughs> no woman, no cry. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the old, line, yeah. uh, legal slogan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's it. If you had anything else, any more legal commentary for us there, Micah? No, no. Uh, just uh, tune in next week for my legal advice by Micah. Yeah, yeah. Next episode, I am not a lawyer. More money, more problems. But I'm happy to give more legal advice. <laughs> Chapter 14. Batanya kills the assassin who threw an arrow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, this, this is, I mean, it's honestly kind of great, right? Only a vampire could do that. Um, but yeah, Batanya beheads the assassin with a throwing star? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. All right, yeah. From there on, it's just kind of clean up. I want to see this world that these Britlingans come from. I, I imagine it's not a very pleasant place, actually. A pla- Generally speaking, places that produce super warriors are not a very happy places to live. Mm. Do you think it's like, oh, was that the that horrible movie that I absolutely loathe that Karina thinks is really great with the guy with the pins in his head? Oh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yeah. It might be Hellraiser. These could be like Cenobites, oh, demons yeah. from a dimension of pure bodyguarding. She d- she doesn't describe them physically very much, except that they are terrifying, which, I mean, that could be Cenobites, right? Okay, well, as far as I can recall, the only way she describes them is wearing cool armor and having muscled butts. Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> but, which, that stands out at me because everybody has a muscled butt. That's what your butt is, is muscles. Yeah, well, there's, there's because of their skin-tight armor... That leaves little to the imagination. Really showcases those butt muscles. Yeah, and they carry uh, t-shirt cannons everywhere with them. <laughs> well, what we think might be a t-shirt cannon. It looks like a t-shirt true. cannon. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know when you need to get the crowd started, right? Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, everybody loves free t-shirts. That's yeah. right. If there's a if there's an attack, just whip out a t-shirt cannon and the attack is over. Yeah, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was a vampire named Kyle Perkins or. Yeah, Perkins, who threw the arrow. And there's a leap of logic that he must have been an archer because he threw an arrow. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, because in order to throw an arrow, you have to have practiced. So he probably practiced at an archery range. Yeah. He just at an archery range at night because he's a vampire throwing Throwing arrows. arrows. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that, you know, would probably be memorable, right? I guess my question is, why wouldn't you, what's the difference between an arrow and a small spear? Why wouldn't you just throw a small spear? I guess it's concealable. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how small yes. it is. Why not just like a throwing knife? You could have a small spear down your pant leg. Uh, I, well, yeah, but then you have to like pull it out, right? Yeah, I mean, true. As, as you know, it's really hard to pull a spear out of your pant leg and not attract attention. It is true, yeah. It's something I run into every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Quinn gets winged because uh, yeah. he's, you know, saving Sookie. Um, and then, but he seems like he's okay. He gets carted off by some wear paramedics. Yeah. Wear, wear, wear medics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, and also Eric decides this is the perfect time to talk about feelings. Definitely. Mm-hmm. A good time for relationship talk. He's like, do you like that guy? Do you like me? So he's like, I don't want to talk about this right now. For some reason. Yeah. 
But anyway, uh, he must have been an archer, so Sookie's going to go check out the ranges during the day and see if anybody can identify him. But for now, it's time for a dance party. It is time for a dance party. Sookie realizes she's read two vampire minds, uh, which is somehow connected to getting blood from Eric. Yeah, uh, seems like a good thing, a useful skill. Uh, it, it's it's interesting because she she doesn't seem to read them in the same way that she reads human minds because in human minds it's often represented in the books with like italics text saying mm-hmm. yeah, like okay she's reading words but with vampires it seems like she's just getting more more getting ideas of what's happening mm-hmm. i wonder if that's just the way it's written or if that's indicating some kind of difference in the way that she reads them i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> uh but meanwhile at the dance party she identifies the weather witch who is hired to predict the weather for louisiana and gets him to the queen yeah, uh, I feel kind of bad for this guy. I know. <laughs> uh, we don't ever hear from him again, do we? Yeah, Suki really throws him to the lions here. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, the, the queen really wants to meet this guy, and uh, then we never see him again. Mm. So, yeah. She she hands him over to Gervais, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And takes him to the queen. Yep. Hope that works out okay. Uh, while, while the dance party's going on, Sookie spends a lot of time dancing with Eric because Quinn is indisposed, having just taken an error for her. So she's right, like, yeah, like yeah. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, she also gets to dance with Barry the Bellboy. Yep, Barry and she the Bellboy. shakes her bonbon, whatever yeah. that means. I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Yeah, they had a good time. Yeah, she dances with another vampire who predicts a possible civil war between the soups and the fellowship. Yeah, that's the Irish vampire dancer. Yeah, and there's actually a kind of charming short story about him and his partner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in that in that book we have of short stories. Is it before or after this? Uh, I think it's before. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, afterwards, she stops by Jake Purifoy's room, and he's having a little meeting with vamps and humans, and somebody thinks, quote, they should all die. Yeah, this is sketchy as fuck, right? Like, yeah. This, this, this... And it's a bunch of hotel staff that are coming out of his room. Including an employee that was there when she picked up that lost suitcase. That's the guy who had the mind block, right? Yeah. Yeah, seems like this is worth mm-hmm. noting t- or talking to somebody about, you know? You would think so. But, you know, she puts all that aside. Not right. important for whatever reason. <laughs> yep. Not my job. Yeah. I Gotta mean, go visit my job, boyfriend. But... Yeah. And they have the, the big talk. Yeah. She goes and visits Quinn in the infirmary and explains about the Eric Blood Exchange. And it, it, was, it was a satisfyingly open conversation. I'm glad that they talked it out. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad for Quinn in a way, right? Like, the, like, like Sookie's like, you know, I'm super wound up in vampire drama, and he's like, yeah, you are. I still like you, though. So she, he doesn't give her an outright no, but the guy is in the hospital having just taken an arrow, right? Yes, an arrow yeah. for her. Yeah, so I just feel like maybe he should be really considering his options here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but I, no. think, I think Sookie has some work to do on Sookie yeah. before she's ready for this relationship with Quinn. Any and relationship. Then, yeah. With any any living, well, or, or, or undead person, honestly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, doesn't bode well for people, generally. She's got a lot of baggage to work through there. Yeah. But when she leaves, she has a chat with one of the young, the younger Britling in Clovash, who shares a lot of information with Sookie. She yeah. tells Sookie how they're guarding the King of Kentucky because he caught a fellowship spy in his entourage. And the spy said that a branch of the fellowship is planning open warfare at the summit, even though she's still confused about this bomb that Sookie found because it was actually super ineffective and not very well timed or anything. Yeah, she's starting to get like an inkling of what's what's going on. At this point, I was actually pretty sure it was Andre who did it just because it seemed like he was trying to get the queen to like 
cozy up to him or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Chapter 15. The next morning, she meets Barry in the coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have breakfast and discuss the day's agenda. She recruits him for her detective work for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to me that, that Eric was just like, you need to go do this. And Sookie just accepts this task without thinking about it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's his pet now. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder if there's like an element to this blood blood thing that, that isn't expressly said that where she kind of has... Like I said, the water bond. They, uh, I wonder if they have some kind of influence on each other. Mm. I think it's more of the adrenaline junkie thing. She's like, I haven't done anything crazy yet today. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that bomb thing was like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was it? Wait. Was it actually yesterday? Did she sleep or was that today? Uh, she slept. Yeah, she slept, I think. Yeah. What am I going to do today that's dangerous? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before they leave, she gets a little hint from Todd Donati, Donati, the security guy, about Christian Baruch. The queen should look at the security cameras in front of her room. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's something suspicious there. Mm-hmm. Again, something Sookie files away for later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not important now. No. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, so this, like, tour of archery establishments... Like, all I could think is that Charlene Harris seems to have, like, a really particular idea about archery people. Like, <laughs> like each of these places was weird in, like, a very specific kind of way, yeah, you know? And they were, yeah, they were, like, locked down. Yeah. Like, the first place was, like, a bunch of people with, like, like guns or something. Which is that they were heavily armed, which I thought implied that since it's an archery range, they all had bows and arrows. Uh, maybe? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it didn't, it was not dissimilar to my experiences going to, like, gun well, sure, a gun range, sure, but yeah. this is an archery range. Yeah. I, and I, I will confess that I've only been to, like, one archery range, and everyone there was super nice. It was, like, kind of, like, normal people who did yeah. the archery thing. It feels but, a little hippy-dippy yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, honestly, kind of, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I didn't I didn't get the, like, the gun nut vibe. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be the, the nature of these archery people. Very Varying flavors of antisocial assholes, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. At the, speaking of which, so the third place they go to, the employee identifies... Cal Perkins and says to come back later and she will get out the security tapes. And this is my my thing for the night. Uh, this employee thought that Barry Bellboy was super hot and she was coming on to him very strongly. And so he says, you got to come in with me. I'm not seeing that woman by myself. She'll eat me alive. That was the war of northern aggression for sure. <laughs> I, I, I noticed Whoa. that. I was like, huh? Whoa, Barry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's from Dallas, right? That's yeah. not the Deep South. No, I, I'm not. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. I thought it was funny. It was a funny line, but I was just like, huh. Okay, Barry. Should, yeah. should we explain for our listeners? Oh, yeah. That's what uh, Confederate sympathizers, a.k.a. slavery lovers, will often call the, the Civil War. Yeah. yeah. War of Northern the Aggression. The War of Northern Aggression. Right. This, this idea that somehow they're the victims in their war for slavery that they fought <laughs> to protect their right to own slaves. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, inter- inter- interesting, uh, interesting take there, Barry. Interesting take. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they return to that range later, and the hum- humans and vams have been in there. They've killed the employees, and the tapes have been burned. Would you say that Sookie's lead has gone cold? Dead cold? Oh. Sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like... It was just like, who could possibly have done this, you know? Let's see, what happened here? Sookie calls the queen, and then suddenly, they're all dead. 
Yeah, huh. that's true, yeah. Yeah. It's fine, you know. She just leaves a message. Yeah, this was the location we were at, yeah. you know. Yeah, Queen, good news. I found the only person who can identify whoever hired that assassin. Yeah, <laughs> but but don't worry. I'm going to come back in roughly two hours to talk to that person. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. Oh, Suki. Oh, Suki. Yeah. But yeah, Barry is kind of shaken up by this whole thing. Um, and, and he had, like... He kind of turns on Suki a little bit here that I don't entirely understand. Like, to me, Suki was being pretty pragmatic, which is like, we, there's nothing we can do to help them. We call, we call the police. Like, you know, what do you want to do? And Barry's like, I don't think I want to talk to you anymore, Suki. I don't know. It's kind of uh, weird. Well, I mean, they didn't stay around for the police, right? That, I think that was his issue is that they were just sort of leaving the body there and not uh, doing anything yeah. to help the body. Like, not my problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, would, what, what could they do to help because they clearly haven't put the uh, obvious together if, right if, yeah if Suki told the police what she knows right at this very moment the police would be able to tell exactly who killed that person <laughs> and why and yeah I don't know I left and then I called the the vampire queen who this person was the only witness to the murder of the witness yeah I don't know it's just, yeah. it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. yep. maybe Barry has figured it out what Suki has not that you know the queen of Louisiana had these people killed I, yeah I mean you would think that except Suki can read his mind so that's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Well, either way, Eric Eric is all on board. You know, she gives Eric the rundown, and he compliments her coldly calculated response. So. And she <laughs> swears she'll never do anything with vampires ever again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Maybe that. Uh, maybe that's the thing here. Maybe she's acting like Eric, and that's what creeped out Barry Bellboy. Oh, maybe. She's she's doing uh, Eric things. Real yeah. cold and practical. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Chapter sixteen. She attends some vampire trials, which is fun. I always like seeing a little snapshot of like vampire bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. like like vampire justice does not fuck around, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, okay, the first case is actually, you know, pretty straightforward. It's like a vampire is pissed because another vampire broke his fangs, but all he did was torture a human who insulted him. So I feel like that guy deserved a staking, right? Yeah, yeah. but like that's a bad vampire. Yeah, the next one is like a child custody case, and they're like, if you. If you don't go see your parents, we're going to chop your hands off. And when they grow back, we're going to chop them off again. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Wow. Okay, guys. Uh, Tough but fair, I guess. I don't know. I guess maybe she is being more like Eric because she's like, she finds herself being like, yeah, okay, that seems fair. I mean, I guess they grow back, but still, that's like kind of horrible, right? Mm -hmm. For a kid? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's not a kid anymore. He's an undead creature of the night. That's a weird situation where the parents wanted their kid to become a vampire because he was going to die. Yeah, and then and then the the vampire, the new vampire that was their kid, doesn't want to be associated with them. I mean, that's right. Yeah, I guess that's that's what them's the breaks when you turn your child into a vampire, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Is it still? It's still kind of a kid, right? Like it doesn't. It's the, this like creature doesn't have any more than a child's experience, right? I guess so. I just don't see really like a right and wrong thing here. I, I don't. I don't see why. It's weird that the like the kid didn't sign a contract that he has to visit his parents, did he? Uh, I think he did. I think that was part of the whole agreement. Oh, yeah. maybe, yeah. That well, they made. Uh, the, vampire, the vampires were like, we don't care that you're a kid. You're still a vampire. So, yeah. yeah. Deal's a deal. Pretty messed up. Yeah. And then it's uh, commerce time, they call it. She reads minds for Sophie Ann as vendors try to get her to buy construction materials from them. Yeah. Also, like, in the background, there's a lot of... Con- there continues to be a lot of shady stuff happening, right? Yeah. Like, there's waiters are avoiding her and Barry and, like... Yeah, clearly avoiding the, the telepath in the room. It's like, yeah. Sookie, 
tell somebody about this. Something weird is going on, right? Yeah, just bring for it up. Sure. Yeah. An extra coffin is brought into Sophie Ann's room, and they're just like, oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah, right? Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. Jake heavily finds Sookie and heavily encourages her and Quinn to be out of the hotel the next day during yeah. the day. Yeah, Jake's acting super hinky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, all I can figure is at this point, Sookie is tired because she still hasn't picked up on any of what's happening here, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, she does tell Andres about the security footage, and then she just calls it a night. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There was a, I'm going to call it a JB drive-by, maybe a new recurring feature. This <laughs> uh-huh. JB, who's not even in the same state as anybody, right, comes up in conversation and she thinks, I'd always been fond of the guy and he was lovely, but his conversation was about as stimulating as a stumps. Yeah. <laughs> Poor JB. Come on. So like, he, it's hard for me to imagine, like she dumps on him so hard, it's hard for me to imagine what talking to him is like. Like he can't, like, <laughs> he can function, right? Like he's not yeah, like. He's got a job. Yeah. He's like yeah. a nice guy, right? Everybody likes him. Yeah. I mean like sure he's not interesting. Lots of really boring people like, you know, just are, are fully functional humans. You right? don't have to think about how stupid he is every single thing, time that you <laughs> think of him. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's, it's like if like. Sookie, will you, will you like make a list of of uh, JB's primary traits? She's like, stupid, stupid, dumb, stupid, pretty, stupid. <laughs> okay. All right, Sookie. All yeah. Right. I mean, is he really your friend? Like, he took you to prom. I know. He's nice to you. He seems like a nice dude. He seems like a very nice dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Chapter 17. She is urgently woken in the morning telepathically by Barry. Yeah. So Barry's like, I've got some trouble. And so he's like, trouble? And I almost slept through it? Unacceptable. <laughs> I'm on my way. Yeah. yeah. Throws on some shoes and runs downstairs. She does. Jake Purifoy is passed out on her floor. He was probably trying to get to Sookie's room before dawn, and he did not make it. Sookie finally figures out that all the extra luggage and stuff must be explosives, and they need to evacuate the building as quickly as possible. That's right. It bombs again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bombs everywhere. Yeah. So many bombs. She notifies Mr. Cataliades, Diantha, Quinn. She goes to Eric and Pam's room and manages to rouse Eric enough to get Pam in the coffin and break the window. I gotta say, it, when they learn that the, the building is full of explosives that are going to go off at any minute... It is astounding to me that their first reaction was, let's go save the vampire, right? Like, like is that is that the is that the right answer? Like, I feel like the answer is, get the fuck out of the building. I don't know. Well, I mean... Sookie's not going to do that, though. Yeah. She's always going to find something to I, do. It just strikes me as very, like, pretty generous, all things considered, that she's like, I got to go save those vampires that keep trying to kill me. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, she, she could run for it. That's what everybody else does. They're like, run for it. Yeah. Chase yeah. it. They're vampires. <laughs> Although Eric and Pam... Uh, if you had to pick, I think those are the vampires I'd save too. Yeah. Yeah. Out of everybody who's there. Uh, what about the ancient pythoness? We never see her again. Oh, oh shit. No, no, I hope she didn't die in the explosion. The ancient pythoness. Right? I was hoping she had already left because the trials were done. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. She didn't stay overnight or over day or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hope, Oh, I hope she was okay. Yeah. So, uh, the, it turns out that the cover illustration is startlingly accurate. It <laughs> what occurs here. Yeah, that's right. The, as Eric, with Sookie on his back, carries the coffin with Pam in it, with her nightgown hanging out through the broken window and oh, flying out into the sky. Nightgown? I thought, I, I thought it was Pam's night pizza. I was like... <laughs> I was like thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. I assume that Pam just wraps herself, wraps herself in fresh pizza every evening. <laughs> if you're a vampire, why wouldn't you, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's the, it's the only way to live. You can't, you can't eat it anymore, but at least you can snuggle with it. But yeah, that that uh, that cover that cover art is is exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. she they uh, she wakes up Eric barely because mm-hmm. you know it's it's the daytime and he's ancient so he can kind of be awake, but you know not not 
not super functional. Yeah, I know that feeling. You know, you stayed up late, you're really tired, you don't want to get up, there's a bomb in the building, you got to get up. Oh my oh God, God. <laughs> got to break the window and fly down. Yeah, part of you is like, maybe I just want to get blown up so I can right. go back to sleep. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an even trade, right? Can you put the, <laughs> there's a snooze button on the bomb. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, uh, she, she ride, she and Eric ride the coffin out and they get, uh, Pam and Eric into a waiting ambulance. Cause I guess they called who the Diane that called, uh, emergency services and got, yeah. them, got them there. So they're showing up and I hope that works out well. Cause otherwise when it's dark and those vampires wake up and they're damaged and they're hungry. It's going to be real bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. But she and Barry team up together to try to find human survivors. Yeah, they, they manage to track down a couple of the random vampires. They rescue Bill, and they track down Quinn and his sister. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I want to point out that we can add search and rescue to the list of things that Suki could be using her abilities for, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, waiting tables in Ponton. Yeah, sitting around, fucking, fucking around, doing nothing. But in point of fact, uh, you know, she and Barry do their little, like, booster power thing, and they're really good at it, you know? Yeah. yeah. They rescue a bunch of people. Yeah, Suki spends most of the time thinking about how much what she's doing sucks, and she hates it. Yeah. She doesn't want to do it anymore. I know, right? Like, one of the, one of the rescue workers is like, can we please get your info? You saved a bunch of people. You could really help a lot of people in the future. And Suki's like, fuck that. No, never again. I am not going to do that ever again. <laughs> and then they spend, like, the rest of the book avoiding ever being trackable, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, okay, cool, cool. Yep. Trying very hard to make sure no one knows who they were. Mr. Catalides calls them a cab, and they make it to a cheap hotel where they they paid cash and pass the fuck out. Pass the fuck out. It's been a long day. Yeah. Chapter 18. Uh, the next morning, Mr. Catalides comes to the hotel and fills them in. Sophie Ann has lost her legs. Siebert is fine. So happy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, he's doing better than he should be doing, so he Eat. probably found a snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh, yep. I mean, the like, Mr. Catalides kind of gives him a full report, and it sounds like this this attack was pretty effective. It destabilized a bunch of the vampire stuff. Like, mm-hmm. the king of uh, Texas is so injured that he can't rule, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So they're expecting, like, a vampire uh, coup or something. Something, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and as you mentioned, Sophia lost her legs, and they may not grow back, which is, I think, probably a problem for a queen, right? I don't yeah, know. I guess. You just have people carry you around. Yeah. And uh, apparently Andres never showed up, which is interesting because I, I remember Suki found him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Barry reveals he knew that some employees at the pyramid were in on a plot, but he didn't know what it was and didn't say anything. Yeah. So yeah. Talk about a massive failure on multiple people's fronts. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But they also talk, Suki also reiterates that she doesn't care that she could save lives. She's content with her life and doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Because yeah, she doesn't want to change the entire premise of this book series <laughs> by moving to another place and getting a new job. Yeah. yeah. And Mr. Catalides is like, that's the right choice. <laughs> it says the demon, right? The demon lawyer. So yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. I mean, to be fair, being part of Search and Rescue does sound like an incredibly difficult and sad job. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she could, like, just the number of people she could save, right? Yeah. But she yeah. could do it, like... Like a like a reservist, right? She could do it one weekend a month or something, and still do a massive amount of good. Yeah, and she could probably name her name her price, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like any any city with a disaster would pay her probably a million dollars to do that, right? Yeah. Like no problem. Yeah, but uh, but no, she really wants to be a waitress in Bonton. Mm-hmm. She's happy with the happy with that. Yeah. Uh, but so from the, from there, we have kind of like a 
a laundry list of like plot resolutions. Southern vampire <laughs> mysteries all solved. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, here we go. Uh, she reveals that Christian Baruch was responsible for the Dr. Pepper bomb, which uh, I, I don't, I think I, I think I kind of suspected that by this point, but okay, yeah. yeah that, that seemed like a left field thing to me. I mean, it was foreshadowed because the guy was like, the security guy was like, he really wants to bone your boss. Yeah, yeah. but a bomb seems like a, an, in his own hotel, seems like a strange way to do that. Yeah, and, and he's just, not related to anything. And this is a bizarre plan. Yeah. yeah. He's going to scare her and then she's going to run to him for comfort or something. Yeah. And, and apparently it's not just so she'll marry him. It's so she'll marry him so he can start a hotel in New Orleans. I was like, right, yeah. I feel like you could probably do that without. I think they're looking for investment in New Orleans at this point in time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, lots of loose ends to tie off. Sophie Ann, through Siegbert, was responsible for the Arkansas Vampire Massacre, which I think Shocking. was like yeah, absolutely. absolutely obvious, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we all saw that. Like, we, had, we had telegraphed super hard, but we, we got that one. Uh, mm-hmm. The Fellowship did the bombs. Okay, yeah, we got that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's kind of like a confusing exchange between Barry, like so, something that Sookie did to get back at the vampires. It was not very clear to me what they were talking about here. Maybe it's the thing that happens in the next chapter. I think it's the thing that happens in the next chapter. Yeah. Uh, either way, Sookie's like, I don't want to go back on a plane with those all those people. I was like, oh. well, yeah. Also, they killed that that archery lady. Yeah, uh, that's they, true. The queen arranged for the archery lady to be killed. We assume, yeah, yeah. Uh, seems pretty likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, though, I, I okay. I'm gonna be honest. I I have trouble following that plot. So she killed all the Arkansas people. There was one survivor. Makes sense. She brought the that survivor into her fold. Okay, sure, mm-hmm. makes sense. Then she, that, but who told the archery? Sorry, the survivor that the queen was going to kill him. Did Christian queen? Baruch said that? Oh, so Christian Baruch is just this wild card, screwing things up for no real reason. So the queen hired the ar- hired the assassin as a failsafe. Yeah, the archer assassin. She's like, I need somebody, somebody that can sneak an arrow into a courtroom. Okay, but I hold- better go check the archery. But stores. hold on, the archery guy didn't kill. The the witness until he was about to tell who revealed, who told him that Sophia was going to kill him. If that's Christian, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, unless it's just a coincidence that guy maybe he was just late, right? He got in traffic and he's like, <laughs> like I said, I better trouble, get in there and kill him. I'm having trouble following. Like if Sophia hired him, it doesn't make sense that he would kill him unless it was Sophia who told him that he was going to kill her. Or she was going to kill him, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe she. Yeah, I thought it, I thought Suki was pretty clear that Christian Baruch did that. I, I mean, maybe. But you're right; it does not make sense. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I wasn't sure if I was missing something because I was having trouble following that very convoluted uh, plot. Right. But you know, vampires. What do you and then do? she killed the archery people to cover up for hiring the the arrow throwing assassin. Yeah, that and part makes sense. How many arrow throwing sure. vampire assassins could there really be? Uh, she right. found one super fast, and, and apparently, not only that, the vampire knew it was a suicide mission. Because he wanted to die, yeah, apparently. Yeah, he just thought it would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I, I presume that, that there's been another murder scene that Suki hasn't found where she kills the people that killed the archery people. Yeah. And yeah, because there, 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 there was a human there, right? That someone threw up there and there, that remains unsolved? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't wonder what happened to that human. Oh, well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, the yeah, there's, there's a lot going on <laughs> at the end of this chapter. Yes. There is indeed. Yeah. But uh, but from there, she goes and visits Quinn. Yeah, she goes to the hospital to check on Quinn. She makes peace with his sister, Franny. And Franny offers Suki her car to get back to Bon Tom. Yeah, that was really, I thought that was really decent of her. I'm not sure I would have done that uh, yeah. for Suki, <laughs> given her history. Uh, that car's dead. Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to get blown up before it gets returned, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I'm glad that Quinn's okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he had, he broke both his legs, but, you know, I guess wear healing or whatever. Yeah. 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 He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I mean, he's got four legs, right? So he'll be That's fine. a good point. Four, five, probably. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Chapter 19. She gets home, and Tara and JB are married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, Makes I mean... Sense. That, honestly, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, yeah, Sookie's a little weird about it. She's like, oh, you know, I had to muster my sincerity to tell them that was great. But Why honestly, not? that seems great. Yeah, yeah, they've been friends for a long time. They 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 can they seem compatible enough to deal with each other's uh, problems. Yeah. It's a small town, so you know, choices Options are, are limited. limited right? yeah. yeah, and you know what? Yeah, why not? JB's real pretty, and Tara uh, can take care of him. So you know, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fine. Yeah, totally fine. She thinks back to how Quinn staked Andre during the explosion. Yeah, apparently yeah. with his broken legs, he dragged himself over and staked Andre because Sookie couldn't do it. Because, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, cool. I, yeah, that's I'd say that's boyfriend material, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, that's great. Dragging a broken I'm body st- across the floor to stab the guy that threatens to enslave your uh, prospective girlfriend. I'm still fully on Team Quinn, but I think Quinn should not be on Team Sookie. <laughs> <laughs> He's too good for you, girl. Yeah, but also that's that's a big problem for Quinn if that ever gets out. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a that's a, a a kill that you don't want on your your record. Yeah. Hopefully nobody else saw it. Yeah. And she promises herself to stay away from vampires and wares for a while. At least until the next book. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. see. I yeah. give her twelve hours. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I gotta say, so this book started right with everyone telling Sookie, you really shouldn't go to this this vampire convention, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's dangerous. There's a lot of vampires there. It somehow went. Even worse than I possibly could have imagined, this right? It's like September 11th of vampires. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. This is like the the, the building collapsed and like it was people were buried under glass and steel and and uh, no, yeah. very few survivors. Many, many yeah. died. Yeah. Uh, it, this was like a major horror show. At this point, if I'm in this world and I see Sookie Stackhouse walk into a room, I'm going to run. Right? Yeah. I'm going to leave the room. Yeah. Leave the building. Leave the city. Yeah, yeah. They, they, Wherever she goes, it's like a horrible bloodbath. Yeah. V- vampires don't need to, to, to summon hurricanes. They just send Sookie somewhere and everyone dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I really feel for Pam, who was like, my life was so sim- our, our life was so simple before you showed up, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not... Just like running a bar, posing for calendars. No big deal. Yeah. You know... Uh, I, it's hard for me to see how this attack was actually Sookie's fault, but, you know, yeah, damn. This was not her fault, but she's like Gandalf Stormcrow, right? She shows up and you know there's bad news coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, yeah, so so really, let's see, so really it's more like Jake, right? The, obviously the Fellowship was involved, but Jake was there in, so yeah. did, was Sookie responsible for Jake somehow? Not really, her right? Her cousin was. Yeah, yeah. but that's was when he turned him. Yeah. yeah. So not really, yeah. So hard to pin this on Sookie, but right. But yeah, she sure was there when a whole bunch of people died, and she mm-hmm. sure is usually there when a whole bunch of people die. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe this is just how vampire get-togethers always are and yeah. always have been. You know? Yeah. Like we we need to get together, have a convention. Probably twenty-five, thirty of us are gonna die, but that's just the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta sell these prosthetic fangs. <laughs> this this uh, this uh, computer disc. Oh, by the way. Uh, during one of these conversations, Bill does mention that he's going to set up, uh, what is it, like paid updates. So, yeah, not exactly a subscription service, but he's getting on it, right? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is... <laughs> I mean, for 2007, that's pretty, pretty yeah. cutting edge. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, forward it's, it's a little. It's like Photoshop model, right? They give you the software and they sell you updates periodically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. That's, uh, I guess it was right for the time period. Yeah. 
Although this is, but this, this, I can say that this business is ripe for disruption. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as someone comes in with a, a live, like online subscription like, model, this is yeah. vampire Facebook. This is like vampire MySpace. Fang book. Yeah. True. Fang book. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> my, my fang. My and, fang. And then the next one's going to be fang book. And that's going to really like wreck the world. And the first vampire. Oh, wow. That makes sense. Right. Mark Zuckerberg, probably a vampire. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was a lizard person. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, Mark Zuckerberg, please check out our Patreon at armadillo.club. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the end of Altogether Dead. I gotta say, not the strongest book so far. No, I mean it. It, it had a, it had some action. It had had some fun characters, right? Like the Brit, Brit, Brit Lingdon or whatever, the interdimensional bodyguards. They were fun. Yeah, sure. they were fun. Yeah, I I thought the vampire convention was kind of funny. I thought the the outcome was way too grim. Yeah. Like the massacre. Yeah, like so many, so many people died, humans and vampires. It's, it's yeah. the kind of Horrible. thing where after all this happens and the pile of rubble and pile of corpses, you you think, well, who cares about the stupid queen's trial that we've been reading about? That doesn't matter at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they, and 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 I think in a way the the mysteries were a little on the weak side too, right? Like like yeah, it felt like we we rumbled the mysteries immediately as yeah. soon as the clues were dropped, like and it, Suki just didn't. It was yeah. so obvious. They felt like the author was trying to keep it from us. By mm-hmm. making Sookie deliberately dense or something? I don't know. Yeah. It was just, it was so, I mean, it was just too clear that there was something wrong. Yeah, yeah. And for we sure. knew what was going to happen. So, yeah, I guess, I guess, it, other than the, the fun side characters, like Mr. Catalides, I, I do still enjoy him, even though Always. he's clearly, clearly not necessarily a nice guy. Um, I do, uh, I do think that the, the, the mystery part was a little weak. Yeah. I, okay, I have a theory. It's here. The quality of the Southern Vampire Mystery novel is directly proportional to the quality of the pun in its title. Oh, altogether dead is a weak, is a weak pun. Yeah, that's a, was that even a pun? Like, no, I, I so. kept looking for them when they would say altogether dead, and I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair. That's yeah. fair. Well, the next book is so, From like, Dead to Worse, so, so that's, that's a good one. That, that, that could that's, probably that's be. all right. I, say that, I would give that a Four stars I mean, out of five. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. I think Club Dead was a really good pun. Yeah. yeah. And that was a good book, right? Yeah, yeah it was fun. It was. That was fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, okay, we had a question from one of our faithful listeners. Oh, fun. Yeah, who wanted to know, uh, if you were turned into a True Blood-style vampire, would you try and play an active role in shaping the future of mankind, or would you hide and observe? Or... If you were made a vampire a thousand years ago, would you have gotten involved in larger historical events or generally stayed out? So I am of the opinion that getting yourself involved in anything is how you die. So if you're <laughs> if you become a vampire, you want to like I say you want to hunker down for like two hundred years until you've got some like some real uh, some real mojo, you know? Mm-hmm. Then maybe like get engaged, but like yeah, not. What do you mean by mojo? Like v- they become stronger over time. Yeah, vampire oh, so you're juice. A strong vampire. Yeah, yeah. Vampire exactly. juice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever they 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 age to perfection. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it, it seems like it really sucks in these books to be a young vampire. So you want to just like hunker down until you become an old vampire. Yeah, I, I think I would never get involved in like politics or the world Ever. stuff. Cause yeah. Because that's just that's just the way you get staked, and and who cares, right? Yeah. If you it's it's you're a vampire. If you don't like what's going on in the world, just. Wait. And, yeah, go to sleep for a hundred years or something, and wake up. It'll be it'll be done. Seems yeah. like yeah. They, and, I, and you you don't have any like 
calls on your time, right? You don't have to pay rent, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you probably do kind of, right? Like you have to. Well, you, I mean, you live in like a hole or something. That's what I would do. I would be a swamp vampire. <laughs> I would be like a dirty dirt vampire. You wouldn't be like the. Out of the forest at night and uh, eats cattle or something. You know? Secret secret billionaire vampire. No. You'd That's be, what I would do. I would make some small investments and let yeah. them compound over time. Right. Most of the time. Yeah. I'd be living very cheaply. That's fair. Yeah. I'd be like the vampire Warren billionaire Buffett. next door. Yeah. Right. The famous vampire Warren Buffett. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Yeah. Stay out of the scene, you know, like, wait it out. Wait it yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So we all all in agreement? I think so. What about if, and if you were born a thousand years ago, still same answer? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, they had banks a thousand years ago. I guess they did. True. I, I, but I feel like if I was born a thousand years ago, statistically, I probably wouldn't be very well educated. Mm, that's a good point. So you might not understand the value over a thousand years of, right, yeah. of investment. Mm. But I mean, over time, like, think about it, though. You have your entire... You have all of eternity to learn things. You could learn so many different languages and yeah. all kinds of stuff. That's a good point. Like you could spend a lot of time just like learning stuff. And yeah. Learn. And when you get to the point where you have modern transportation, like that opens up the whole world for you because it would be really hard to travel anywhere a thousand years ago. But once they had like planes and shit. Yeah. yeah. The boats are a problem, right? Like I think that was, that's a, that's a thing with vampires traveling to, trying to travel long distances by boat. Probably. Yeah. yeah Cause it's hard to. It's hard to stay buried in a coffin for three months at sea. Yeah. yeah. Mostly what you do is just kill everyone on the boat and eat them over the journey, right? Uh, yeah, you sneak out. You, you don't kill them. You, the thing is you want the last sailor to run out as you drift into port. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the guy who's steering the ship, well, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm, just, I'm almost there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just like that. That's what, that's what sailors sound like, yeah. It's the way to do it. Hide in the background, make money. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way. Swamp vampire. Swamp Vampire. <laughs> Swamp Vampire. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, that is it for Altogether Dead. What we're going to do is take a break, and one out of the three of us are going to have some babies, and we're going to... Uh, I won't tell you which one. You'll yeah. just have to guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to move back over to our other podcast, The Dragon Reread, and we're going to be finishing the series with A Memory of Light. Wait, there's one more after that. Well, yeah. And then we'll go to the prequel. Yeah, this, which is New Spring. New Spring. Yeah. 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 So we've got two more books, but you're right. We'll be finishing the, the main story. And... Yeah, we'll be finishing, yeah, book 14. So we'll do that, and then we will be back here with From Dead to Worse, the eighth book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Uh, please just continue to check us out on social media, and we'll let you know when we're back. Yeah. As soon as possible. As soon as possible. We'll see how it goes, but there are, there's priorities in play here. Yeah. Which is obviously recording this podcast for you right. all. Sure, that's right. right. That's yeah. sort of the number one priority. While mm-hmm. neglecting our newborn children. Right. <laughs> all right. I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews. Please check us out at armadillo.club where you can find out how to support us on Patreon or buy some cool merchandise. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night. night. Okay. okay.